Hey, how's it going, everyone? You're listening to the Music Reviewer Podcast. Today, uh, we're going to be covering uh, the latest album by Kelly Lee Owens titled Inner Song, episode 29 of the album review series. Uh, Inner Song was released on August 28th. I found this to be a pretty great album, and uh, yeah, I uh, was quite intrigued by this whole I guess process or I guess experience of discovering this artist recently as well I'm just kind of diving into the work but uh, before we get started I just want to let everyone know that a new episode of best orange track of the week is uh, up and running or up in the uh, streaming uh, platform universe uh, wherever you want to listen uh, the week of September 12th uh, covering the best and worst track of the week of all the new entries uh, that enter the Billboard Hot 100, of course. And just to put it out there, uh, The Music Reviewer is a podcast that is on most major streaming platforms. Overall, I guess it was kind of a uh, non, uh, non-threatening non week. There was some uh, interesting things to come in, probably one of the worst tracks I've heard this year on there. But if you're interested, give that episode a listen. And also the last review, if you have not heard it, is over uh, the latest Bright Eyes album, Down in the Weeds Where the World Once Was. Uh, pretty solid album there too. If you have not listened to that album, go ahead and check it out. Uh, check out the review if you had some time. If you want to listen, go ahead and check me out on Spotify, Apple Music, TuneIn, Overca- uh, Overcast, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, mainly all the mainstream podcast platforms. Also, I'm on YouTube. Just search The Music Reviewer, um, and then the album that I'm reviewing, or just The Music Reviewer channel, I should pop up. Um, I'm kind of trying to grow that channel as well, but um, yeah, if you're tuning in today, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, for those of you who don't know Kelly Lee Owens, kind of like I didn't uh, less than a month ago, uh, she is a Welsh musician and an electronic music producer. Um, I guess I should at least touch on why or how I'm covering this album because um, if I wasn't, you know, doing this podcast, I feel like I there would be less of a likelihood that I would discover her music as recently as I did, uh, and not to say that. She's um she's freshly bright spanking new um artist that's releasing her debut album. Uh, she's been around for a couple years at least now in the I guess uh, at releasing full length projects. Um but um I guess we got kind of into a low point of like releases where I maybe was not too um, intrigued in or ready to cover certain albums. And I was just trying to look for something new. So I did what I do when I need to look up stuff. And I just went on Google and I looked up recent album releases. And um, usually I think I go on one or two websites that uh, map out uh, their curate what's you know new and I kept on seeing Kelly Leon's name um, and have morbid curiosity I figured I'd turn it on and usually when I do that I'm not uh, too wowed or too surprised um, it I usually just find something that is I think is decent or you know I'd say you know I maybe um, it's music for another day. I, I, I come back to it later. Um, but I, as soon as I uh, put on this album, Inner Song, um, by the third track, I knew I was I wanted to cover this. So uh, here we are. And um, 
Uh, I'm not going to beat around the bush here. This is one of the best albums of the year, I think, and then one of the best albums I've heard in quite some time. But just to further explain Kelly Lee Owens' uh, musical journey, uh, she released her self-titled album in 2017, an album that had much critical acclaim, actually. And according to Wikipedia, she left her job as a nurse, a nurse all the way back in 2009 to pursue, uh, pursue music. Um, and then that eventually led to her moving to London, and she was an intern for XL Recordings there, and then was also a basis for a band called The History of Apple Pie. Now, I'm not familiar with the music of that band. I don't know if I'll ever look into it, but uh, I felt like it's quite noteworthy that she was a bassist. I feel like uh, maybe that translates a little bit to her EDM music. Um, but anyways, uh, according to Wikipedia, after meeting some other prominent up-and-coming electronic producers in London, she eventually released her first EP in 2016 titled Oleic. I don't know if I said that right, but it's spelled O-L-E-I-C. And she uh, has also been credited throughout her career with remixing tracks for prominent artists like St. Vincent and Bjork, which I guess, you know, in the relative short amount of time she was really devoting to music, that's quite impressive that she worked her way to doing something uh, of that magnitude. Um, nonetheless, her albums have been uh, released on a small Norwegian label called Small Town Supersound, an album, uh, a label I'm not familiar with at all. Um, I figured I, I wouldn't even look it up because I don't think if, if I even tried searching bands that are on there, I would know any, uh, but maybe that's a task for another day. Anyways... Uh, immediately I could tell from listening, uh, uh, her first two albums, because I did go back and listen to her self-titled, is that she has kind of an, uh, an avant-garde and ambient aesthetic to her music, uh, and her debut album, at times, the, the album can feel like you're listening to a DJ set, um, and also, um, it seems to feature, uh, some singing on her own tracks, um, that she doesn't rely on featured vocalists that a lot of EDM producers are so locked into, um, like in, you know, the, especially the mainstream stuff that is meant for clubs. Um, she provides vocals on her music. It's not just an uncredited, uh, like vocalist or a featured vocalist kind of like, you know, what artists like Calvin Harris or Diplo does. Um, anyways, she also has certain strengths in her compositions and production that feature many times themes or motifs um, that are used over and over again in the track, but are constantly developed or manipulated to change the overall character of the track. It's almost like if you're presenting an image, but then you're just putting several different filters over the same image throughout the length of the track. I feel like that's a good, uh, I guess, uh, metaphor. Um <clears throat> and then at, at times on the debut album, I noticed maybe some similarities to like some Grimes music. Um, <clears throat> and I feel like <clears throat> that makes sense somewhat because they're both somewhat similar artists. They produce, write, and perform everything for the most part on their projects. Um, but anyways, <clears throat> what did we get here on uh, Inner Song? And what do I find uh, good about it or captivating about it? Because this project does sound uh, distinct or unique um, in different ways. Um, you kind of don't get that immediately, though. I mean, we um, we get the opening track, Arpeggi. Um, 
And from what I can hear, I'm pretty sure this is just a cover of the instrumental of Radiohead's Weird Fishes Arpeggi off of uh, In Rainbows, but only slightly different on the chord progression. I think she changes it up slightly, but but I do feel that the track does set some sort of a clear setting or tone for what's to come on the rest of the album, um, which is, uh, even though this is like an homage to Radiohead or like a a, um, a very loose cover, um, there are, this album is essentially just minimalist EDM tunes that feature like colors and textures that constantly shift and develop throughout the track, but keep an overall fundamental idea so these tracks do stay true to what's immediately presented. It just kind of shifts and develops throughout the track. Um, and um, overall, Arpeggi, though, is an, it's quite ambient. I love the high alien-sounding synthone that's used in the bridge later on in the track that is accompanied with, like, this snappy drum track. The combo is, like, very clear and focused, and you can't help but buy into the sound uh, that you're hearing. Uh, and this is just a sample of like the ambience and you know the dreaminess of what's to come on later in the album. Uh, the next track on is quite a dynamic shift, though. Uh, for one, it features Owen's vocals here that do pair quite nicely with the production and writing. Uh, the chord structure and tempo of the track is quite serene altogether. Uh, she has some rich vocal harmonizations that sound angelic at times throughout the track. I love the quirky synth embellishments in the second verse of this. The track does have some resemblance to like standard EDM tracks that maybe feature uncredited vocalists matched with some random EDM producer. You do kind of hear some of that, but overall the track is solid. I love the breakdown towards the end that gets really dancey and builds up with these quirky synth tones. The character of the track at this point is quite surreal. Um, and the breakdown of this track really exemplifies the great moments that are created on the album that happen when Owens just lets loose all of her creativity and we get, uh, in result, some charming passages with punchy synth lines that crescendo and grow and then develop to other similar ideas. And it's kind of just like a, a, a saturation of just like her creative juices just flowing in this track. It's really quite nice when you uh, kind of feel that uh, that creative spark that happens in the track. Uh, the next uh, track overall, Melt, I felt was good as well. Um, and not too big of a highlight, but uh, maybe some similarities to Disclosure. The track has characteristics, characteristics of a track that you'd hear while visiting at an overpriced luxury brand store at the mall. That kind of music, but... Overall has these percussive elements on the track that are exciting and don't get too tired by the end of the track. Overall, there are enough subtle textures thrown in and out of the track that keep it captivating, and that's a really good thing. Uh, Rewild is a great song here as well. I feel like this this is the starting of the core of the album when it gets really good. Um, <clears throat> the track has some mysterious and ambient textures thrown in, very similar to the aesthetics of maybe a 
like a purity ring track, but just with a completely, um, you know, different sounding vocalist. Her vocals sound smooth and maybe modern R&B inspired, especially in that tone that she has. Um, I like the nice swelling moments that are created on this chorus on this track as well that feature like haunting backing vocals that are present, but also soft. Um, also, the, the track has some eerie synth textures layered on as well. Um, as well as like some fluttering synth embellishments that give the track a nice color, and the track does develop into this tra- uh, to this transitional moment where there's like some more eerie textures and an ostinato melody, and the track just gives you the sensation of being submerged in like this murky world that Owens is creating. Um, the kind of if you can almost imagine it, uh, and then we get another very solid solid tune after this titled Jeanette. Um, which is introduced with a delayed thumpy synth melody, but it's followed by like brighter synth tones. I kind of just layer on and build the track up more. And it also has some pretty lovely moments when uh, there's other even brighter synth tones that come in and color everything even more. Uh, it kind of gives you this, again, this surreal, almost out of this world mood to the track. Uh, overall, it's a fun track. It has like a bounciness to it. It's sci-fi like, kind of like the music that you'd expect to hear when you're playing at a laser tag place. And then the track also features these percussive elements that give just enough to add to the track to give it a pulse. And uh, there's also a a part where there's a softer sounding bass melodic ostinato of the same melody that's used throughout this track towards the end. And I like that dynamic shift. Um, overall, those these synth tones do kind of sound like what you'd expect to hear, like on an LCD sound system track, but um, just used in a completely different manner. Uh, it's, this is probably my favorite track on the album, uh, Jeanette. If you do listen to one song on this album, I'd suggest maybe this one. L-I-N-E is the next track. Uh, This is also a great track as well. It features nice light textures with strings and a light keyboard melody on top of those strings. And maybe there's some more light touches of purity ring aesthetics on here too. I like how Owen's voice evolves throughout the track and gets a little bit more hollow and haunting. Um, There's this melodic hook that is played along with the vocal line so it matches up quite well uh, quite well um there's also some more fun synth tones that return from the previous track in the second verse so you kind of get like a consistency and like color um i love how the percussion isn't overbearing on this track either and sounds a tad faint it gives the track nice character and then the end of the track also has this nice uh this nice synth interlude that is uh it features good contrast uh, overall in the track and I think this track too has some accessibility and probably has some of the most poppy flair uh, on this whole entire album and can maybe make indie radio rotation. The next track, uh, Corner of My Eye featuring John Cale. It's probably the oddball of this track. I didn't necessarily dislike it, but I certainly feel like uh, you could have swapped it out for something else, maybe. Uh, John Cale, uh, I had to do... I'm I'm a normie, I guess. I had to research who John Cale is. Uh, He is a founding member of the Velvet Underground, which the only member I knew that was a founding member was Lou Reed. So uh, I, I did like Lou Reed's music, but I didn't know who this John... Kale fellow was but anyways not a bad track 
I'm not too crazy about the refrain here the, that is kind of spoken word like that is just saying the rain, the rain, the rain. Uh, could be maybe a little dry sounding. Uh, this is kind of John Cale's uh, contribution to this track. But overall, the track does have like a beautiful melodic idea introduced later uh, in the track. It reminds me of like this eerie sounding music from like the movie Hereditary. If you haven't seen that movie, that's great. It's a great movie, but uh, just kind of like that, like uncomfortable eeriness is created on this track and I dig it. Uh, and also I dig the overall sense of pull and release from this track i like the gradual dec decay of the track as well uh it's a very artsy ambient track with like some spoken word i just wasn't too um crazy about it but then we kind of get a nice uh, return to form on night uh this track has a, a stylistic similarities i'd say to maybe a band like sylvan esso uh, especially in the instrumental i like the auxiliary percussion textures on here as well this track has a bit of a mechanical flavor to it very techno sounding but still ambient and not overbearing uh i just and then this track just makes me appreciate more how rhythmically based this album is and how the tracks don't really need to play off much other elements to create something energetic and exciting. Kind of just taking it back to basics and saying, if you have, you know, a solid rhythmic ideas, you can make good music. Um, and then uh, the next track I do dig as well, Flow. Um, it's another one of my favorites. It kind of sets a mysterious and ambient mood with these synth melodies that kind of sound like you're underwater or that they're underwater, actually. It's kind of like the sound. It, it reminds me of like a soundtrack of like a video game. You can suddenly remember playing at some point in your life, but no can like no longer trace where you recognize it from. It's like that kind of nostalgic, not really nostalgic thing. Uh, but I like the track uh, that has it has a sense of overall groove. I like how the track develops with a growing counter melody ostinato thing as it develops and. The percussive elements on here fit perfectly with the track. I dig the dryness of the snare on here. Uh, the knockiness of the bass drum is good too. And it's, again, one of my favorites on this album. And then we are towards the end. Uh, we're at the last track, Wake Up. I think Wake Up is another very accessible track. And I, I like it as the ending track here. So on Wake Up, I do appreciate hearing the light percussive textures that are sensitive and not overbearing here as well. It really makes me appreciate how there's, uh, she doesn't kind of pander to that gimmick that a lot of EDM producers do and just turn up the percussion and make that the focal point a lot of the times. Um, I love the lush and ambient chorus and uh, the track features a lot of layers and textures overall. I love how the synth elements keep growing and developing throughout the track and how they're just different variations of like a simple opening synth line. Uh, I dig how the track goes over uh, the repetitiveness and monotony of life sometimes, like that subject matter. Um, and also, uh, I like that it has a poppy flair, maybe some potential for some indie radio rotation if it if I can kind of fit into that kind of space. And uh, the track also features like a bright, eerie synth passage towards the end of the track that gives the track its climax and 
there's some subtle berry textures here that enhance the track too and uh, i'm just overall pleased by this project uh, i'm pleasantly surprised that i was able to uh, i guess digest this album as easily as it, it came to me and that i discovered a uh, an exciting uh, newish artist and uh, i'm excited to hear if anything else she puts out um if you're a fan of edm music uh you know maybe like a disclosure fan or maybe flume purity ring like those uh maybe more spacier edm kind of aesthetics i think you might like this album um if you're a fan of kaylee lee owens already you're probably going to dig this album as well uh, i don't expect everyone in the world to uh, like this as much as i have because i i really did dig this but uh, I was pleasantly surprised about how solid uh, that album was from track to track and uh, kind of just how it uh, didn't really have many, uh, I guess, lulls throughout here. I feel uh, the listen re-listenability is quite high. Um, maybe the only track I could live without is Corner of My Eye featuring John Cale. But even then, I, I, to me, that track gives the album a little bit character. Um, it stands out a little bit overall, um, but I just like the conciseness and uh, how everything gets to the point and even the minimalist elements on here. I'm feeling a 9 out of 10 on this album. That's just my opinion, though, but I really do think this is one of the better albums I've heard in some time. I can't quite remember the last time I was able to, uh, I guess, feel this highly in of, a, of an album. <sighs> I really do think right now this is the best album I've reviewed so far on this podcast. And then also, I, it's been probably one of the better albums I've heard in quite some time. I'm not too entirely sure when's the last time I heard something that I liked quite on this level. But um, I'd say maybe it's been about a couple of years or maybe slightly over a year. But uh, yeah, um, just my opinion, though. A pretty great album by Kelly Lee Owens. But if you made it to the end of this uh, podcast, thanks for listening. Uh, and uh, keep a lookout on more uh, reviews and best and worst track of the weeks coming out. Um, if you're listening on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe if you like the podcast. Um, if there's anything you uh, feel like commenting on, uh, yeah, go ahead and throw it out there, good or bad. Um, also, uh, yeah, if you're listening on a streaming platform, the podcast is found on all the mainstream uh, streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, uh, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, um, I guess some other ones I'm missing. Uh, there's a few of them, but uh, if it's a podcast platform, you probably find the music reviewer there. But thanks for listening. Take care of yourselves. See you later.